0: Of better practice better life go to actdental.com forward slash bpa or hit the link in the show notes yo 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 hey guys welcome back to another awesome edition of the best practices show podcast you ever had something bad happen And you ever think to yourself, what do I do? How do I respond within my core values so I don't lose my mind? How should I approach this? Well, today we bring on Katrina Sanders, who is an extremely gifted educator and communicator to help us think better about this. It is awesome. Please listen to this. I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you soon. guys welcome back to the best practices show podcast you ever thought to yourself oh my gosh this is not going well today i don't know what to do i am stuck i am being inside of my core values and things are not going well today what do i do do i just freak out do i fire everybody do i just lose my mind no don't do that how do i choose to respond and you know what there's no one better to ask that question to then Katrina Sanders, and she is on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being on, Katrina. I always appreciate you.
1: Oh, likewise, Kirk. And I I love having these conversations with you because this is where we're really gonna roll up our sleeves and do the thing and kind of unpacking what actually happens? How do you choose to respond when you run into challenge or you're being met with complications? And how do you choose to show up inside of your core values within this? So there is nobody better to have this dialogue with than you. So thank you so much.
0: Well, actually, you're the expert. So sorry to disappoint you because you're <laughs> going to be the one that's giving us our insight. But uh, I'll just say this. I've said it many times. I've had Katrina on the, the podcast. She is truly one of the most gifted uh, influencers, teachers. Um, positive lights in all of dentistry. Uh, You are here regularly doing your courses, um, sharing your wisdom, a lot of our videos and Mm -hmm. insights we borrow straight from Katrina Sanders, like patients aren't great historians. Gosh, you would be surprised by how Mm -hmm. many people use that phrase. Now, I know who you are. I know a lot of our guests know who you are. But if somebody's listening to this for the first time and they don't know who Katrina Sanders is, give us a little bio.
1: Yeah. So uh, I am Katrina Sanders. I'm also called the dental wine genist. That's kind of my uh, persona. I began my career speaking about dentistry, but moreover, speaking about dentistry over wine flights, I am a level one sommelier. So I wanted to be able to unpack content in a way that allowed us to really get to the meat of what's actually going on. I mean, how many times do you sit in a CE course and you see the nice slides of the surgeries? I was just at a a perio course over the weekend. These doctors show these slides of like when everything goes perfectly, when the guide lets the implant go right in and the patient heals perfectly and all these things. Well, that's amazing, but we know that that is not what occurs every hour on the hour in a dental operatory. So as a practicing periodontal hygienist here in sunny Phoenix, Arizona, I recognize that we had to be able to create conversations about, so what's really going on in the operatory? What's really going on with your patient population? What's really going on with the team? And it turns out if you put a glass of wine in people's hands, (laughs) they will eventually get comfortable enough to want to share those things and to get to the essence of the truth. How do we actually fix this challenge, this problem, this opportunity inside of our clinical practices? And so that uh, allowed for the development of the Dental Wine genist. I develop content and deliver it nationally and internationally, really solving the provocative issues that are happening inside of dentistry. So That's me. And uh, I also hail from Milwaukee. So that's why, of course, Kirk, you and I are uh, fast friends. Uh, Yes, lots of love for the Midwest. Um, So it's just, it's been a delight to be uh, here on the podcast with you and to work alongside your amazing team at ACT. It's just been wonderful. So uh, I'm grateful to be back on the pod today.
0: Hey, we're so grateful to have you back. And, and, And as you can imagine, we are huge fans of Katrina's because she is like this ultimate superpower. So So she already mentioned she's a sommelier. Like, you put it together in a great way. Who would would take something like dental education, wine tasting? um, And I would also tell you she's excellent at her ability to influence people to think differently. The research and the humor is incredible. So, like, you've got these five qualities that you throw into this incredible blend Um, That just lends itself to a very, very cool experience. If you haven't experienced her courses, I'm going to highly encourage that you check it out. If you're a study club director and you have not had her, what are you thinking of? Like, you're crazy. (laughs) Like, you got to have her out to your study club on a Thursday night. Here's an idea. Have her do some wine tasting. I love it. Whoa, whoa. This is groundbreaking. (laughs) Like, thought process. (laughs) Now, I want to go back to this. Let's talk about the why in this, because being inside of your core values, when things don't go well, can you explain this Mm -hmm. conversation and tell us the why?
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to start by actually telling a little bit of a story. Uh, This was, it was last week. This is super duper recent. I'm going to, I'm going to feel... I'm going to look uncomfortable even sharing this story. So uh, I had, I practice here in the state of Arizona where dental hygienists have now passed the legislation where we can deliver Botox in our state. We're the first state that has really fully embraced this. And I'm getting a lot of questions as a dental hygienist, as somebody who does, has gone through the coursework in Botox and neuromodulation therapy, you know, people were reaching out to me. Hey, I have questions. People from other states, like how did Arizona pass this legislation, all that jazz. So I decided let's host a one hour webinar CE program. Let's get, you know, the leadership involved. Let's get the the you know board of dental examiners or at least some representation from you know our leadership entities, and let's do this course. And I didn't; it wasn't a money making scheme, but I wanted to collect some funds to be able to give back to the Arizona Hygienists Association so that they could continue with a lot of their lobbying and advocacy. So. It's important to me in this narrative that you know that this was not me trying to build my own business. This was truly me trying to create a narrative, a conversation, a respectful one, and support our association. So I do the thing. I pace AGD. You know, you got the CE credits. You put up the registration page. You market it. You do all the things. And then here we go. I'm getting ready to go. I've got the microphone cameras on. I've got my panel. I've got my slides. The whole thing is happening and as I start my introduction at the top of the hour, the chat box starts filling up. <laughs> there was an issue, there was a, a technological glitch that basically held back about half of my participants from even being able to enter the Zoom room. Okay, so you know how this goes. Those of you who are listening, Kirk, I'm sure it's like, oh, like my, my hair's like starting to fall out just thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Because all of these people were so excited for this conversation and here I am, trying to deliver this program for the you know 100 people who were on the Zoom meeting, while also talking and typing to team members to try to figure out where's the problem, why can other people not get into the Zoom room? This problem occurred for the full hour and after the event was done of course i opened up my email inbox and it is just flooded with couldn't get into the zoom meeting couldn't view your webinar you know at my dms on my instagram couldn't get in what's going on i'm having problems i keep trying to log in it's not letting me log in and i like i slugged to the floor and i just and i sat underneath my desk with my glass of wine and i was just like okay this is this is it and i had like an hour-long pity party where i was just like oh my gosh for me the biggest issue early on is that excellence is one of my core values. And that's what I promise when people interact with my brand, when they interact in an email with me or they hire me for an event, or they come to one of my webinars that you are going to get excellence. And I felt like I failed a large portion of my audience because I should have delivered excellence and they didn't get that so i'm just sitting there kind of slumped in this in this pity party and then i thought about it and i thought you know one thing that you mentioned kirk is that when you're an influencer when you are positioned in this space where people are watching you, you are seen as a leader. And that's not just me as a speaker, that's doctor, when you are you know, the practice owner and you are seen as the leader of your practice. Office manager, when you are seen as the leader of a lot of the operational pieces. Hygienists, when you are seen as the leader of the hygiene department in front of your colleagues, in front of the assistants, in front of your patients, when people are looking to you as an authority, as a leader, as an influencer, this is your time yeah this is your time to really show them and so this is where i just i had to take a big deep breath and a sip of wine and figure out so how do i repair what happened how do i show that you will absolutely get excellence from katrina sanders no matter what and i'm dedicated to this and i'm going to give that to you and i'm going to show an example to dentistry of you know what things happen technology happens but how can i show up and demonstrate to my audience you matter and when you interact with me no matter what even when things go south i'm going to find a way to constantly deliver excellence to you yeah and so i think that that was kind of the reverberating message that i was excited to be able to share it became this fun challenge now of, okay, so how do I deliver this in a way that makes sense? So I did what felt good for me inside of my core values. This may may not make sense for everybody, but for me, it did. I wrote an honest apology letter to everybody. It was, you know what? I am so sorry. Excellence is one of my core values and I did not deliver that and you deserve that from me. However, we are going to make it right. Here's the recording. I made sure that every participant got the recording uh, of the webinar within three hours of me concluding it. Here are the resources. Here are clickable links to everything. Here's how you get your CE credit. If you need any more information and you want to communicate with anybody on this round table, here are the links to be able to connect with these people. Thank you so much for your desire to want to participate in this conversation. Because of your participation, we were able to make a sizable donation to the Arizona Hygienists Association. And ultimately, that's what this conversation was about. It was about lifting and creating a collaborative approach to how can we help improve advocacy and lobbying for hygienists. So I curled the message to help all of the participants, and these are all dentists, hygienists who are participating in this. I showed them, and it, it was not perfect, but I showed them a way to continue to deliver excellence even when there is a hiccup.
0: Right. It's powerful, you know. know, um, It
1: it is. Thank you.
0: And you're going to have things like this happen uh, a lot. And so I think one of the things that isn't talked about enough is you and I believe strongly in core values. That's the first bridge you got to get over. And secondly, Mm -hmm. having your core values well-documented in place, having your flag on the ground, rewarding people for it. I even, get, I even get rewarded in my own company for it, which is kind of cool. You're going to use them positively, but probably more negatively early in the mm-hmm. journey. Bad things are going to happen and you have to stick to your guns around what you believe in, how you behave. And Covey said it best, and I'm going to screw it up, but he said the magic to life is between stimulus and response. It's when things happen, when you gather yourself. And I've said it many times to my kids. It's like, it's a it's the third person in the room. Our coach is always right. It's the third person mm. in the room that you don't see that's like, okay, this is a big moment for you because this is not going good. What are you going to do? And it's like, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to stick to what we believe. We're going to stay the course. And I'm not going to like tell one person the story and do another thing. And so it keeps you honest. It keeps you focused. People see it. And ultimately it lends itself to good stuff. But we don't, no one teaches you this, Katrina. No, no one. You know. No,
1: they don't. And, you know, it's interesting because I think dentistry is a terrific example of where there are complications that arise consistently. I mean, how many times do, you know, we're sitting in the morning huddle and it's like, oh, so-and-so's in for their crown seat, but we haven't gotten the crown back from the lab. Or, you know, so-and-so's coming in and their stitches are coming out and they're not happy about this. Or so-and-so's coming in, their insurance didn't pay for this. So, you know, they want to sit down and talk to you, doctor, about what the issue is. I mean, dentistry is this beautiful balance of we're performing art we're also treating human beings where failure happens because we turns out can't control what our patients are going to eat their stress their hormone levels their tobacco habits like whatever is going on like there's so many things that happen and gosh i think our schooling taught us for how do you run a dental practice, or how do you treat patients when everything is going perfectly, when you've got plenty of time to sit down and talk to that patient about their medication list, when you've got plenty of time to talk to the patient about how to realign their denture the correct way, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What we, to your point, are not fully prepared for, or have not been trained to do is, how do you show up when those things are not in perfect alignment? And I am for you to consider, they rarely are in perfect alignment. We right. have processes in place, right? We build the scaffolding, we build the process, we build the templated schedule, you know, we build who's in charge of this, but things still happen. There are errors, there are human beings involved in this. And so the conversation now becomes to your point, Kirk, how do you show up when when a stimulus happens and you now have to choose how to respond? Right. And and my first response was, I'm going to I'm gonna take an hour and have a pity party, right? But that pity party was not something that the rest of the world saw. It was, okay, I need to figure out how to get creative. And right. I need to figure out how to make this something that actually positions me as, yes, an error happened. Because here's the other thing. People follow me who are up and coming speakers, who want to do their own webinars as well. And it's important for me that they know that, yeah, you... Technology is going to fail you. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the middle of a program as a speaker, and the the projector has just kaput on me. Right, and you got to be prepared for what's going to happen. You have to know your slides well enough to go okay. Until somebody can fix this, I'm going to keep going. Uh, You know, I I used to do theater, so I feel quite prepared. If anything happens to me on stage, (laughs) that I'm ready to go with how to respond to that. But how do we do that? in dentistry? How do you show up when your patient is not happy or when the procedure didn't go the way? And and it's it can be anything from as as simple as you drop the saliva ejector on the floor and it's like, oh, you know, and how do you respond to that? Because here's the thing. People are watching. Your team members are watching. Your patients are watching this is where you have the opportunity to demonstrate the true essence of what your core values are.
0: Oh, and they'll be tested all the time. It sounds all so time. cliche, but it's the sail on your sailboat as you're crossing the ocean. It's like you're making adjustments all the time, but your sail never changes. But and here's the other thing, like you do anything great, you're going to have enemies. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have setbacks. Go back to the speaker thing. Yeah. like. You're gonna get the one star review and the scathing email at the at the him. You know, All the time. like the third time I spoke to him, and I thought I'm doing good, I'm doing good. And then somebody wrote me a scathing review, and it was on point, and it was something I said. So I called the person right away because I was in a full sweat. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is terrible. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast, but I spoke on Long Island one time. And it was one of the early lectures. And Lenny, you know who you are because you set the lecture up. There are probably 300 dentists in the room. And I was scared to death to be there. And it didn't go well. And I got the email from Lenny who hosted it and said, the dentist said, I've been to a lot of lectures. In 30 years, I've seen this person. That lecture on Friday was absolutely the worst lecture I've ever attended in my life. That oh my person gosh. Should, I saved <sighs> it. <laughs> and I actually thought about quitting. You know, um, yeah, and those moments, whether they be in dentistry, whether they be in life, whether they be in parenting, they're gonna happen, and you just have to pause and ask a question: <laughs> What do I do? So guide yes. me through that. Now I'm gonna throw a complication at you, Katrina, because you're next. Because I get these, and I'm gonna throw in you. Listen, Katrina, I totally understand, but bad things are happening all. The, and this core values thing, I totally get it. I talk to my team all the time, but they're just not listening. They're just I don't mm-hmm. have nobody around me listens. Blah 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 what do you say? I get those questions. What do you say to somebody who says that when bad things happen?
1: Oh, I, I love this question because I think this really goes back to what are you focusing on? It's the power of suggestion. And you know, you you listen to zillion podcasts and read a bajillion books. So you know this, but it's the concept of, um, I'm thinking about buying a red Honda and then all of a sudden on the road it's like you just see red Hondas all the time and there is a a power to that the attention of what your brain or your mindset is pointing to that you've now called out an awareness around that Um, and the same is true inside of a dental practice what you put your focus on will amplify and the deeper question that I would like to ask these, um, you know, doctors or these professionals who are, are saying this is, are you inspecting what you expect? Mm-hmm. And by that I mean, in in our practice, we we will talk about our you know big hairy audacious goal for the month and how close we are to our BHAG and what patients accepted treatment yesterday and let's look at the schedule and talk about the bottlenecks and da, 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 and we do those things. But then we also have a segment of our morning huddle where we have the ability to highlight or amplify somebody who showed up inside of our core values within our practice. And every time it's something like, um, "I want to call out Jenna because yesterday I was running behind. I had this. I had you know all these complicated. This patient had a failure. This uh, you know I couldn't get the suture out. Whatever it was, and Jenna came along and said." hey, how about I do this? And that showed up inside of the core value of excellence and integrity. And Jenna, thank you so much for that. That is called out, that is measured alongside how much money we're bringing into the practice or how much money we want to bring into the practice. I think that's the piece. We can communicate it. And uh, uh, David Horsager in his book, the trust edge says if you are not communicating the leader of the practice the leader of the business the leader of you know whatever you want to say if you are not communicating what your core values and your mission statement are to your team every 30 days they will not be able to recite it back to you right they can't right and it's one of my favorite activities to do where i'll I'll sit in a a lecture hall and i'll you know look at the lead hygienist and i'll say what are the core values of your practice you're the lead hygienist you should know and the lead hygienist like i have no idea okay so it wasn't communicated and then also how is it being communicated how are you actually demonstrating how these core values are showing up because they're fine if they're just listed as a bulleted list on the wall that's like me as a speaker just standing there and reading off of my slides nobody wants that you want me to give you the meat the essence of what all of these bullet points mean so inside of a practice as a leader are you showing your team Or are you even calling out? And I I think you would see a lot of surprised faces if your next morning huddle, you said, you know what? I'm gonna call out this one person because the first thing they're gonna think is that you're gonna say something negative, right? I wanna call out this one person because they showed up inside of our core values in this way yesterday. Here's the experience, here's how this happened. And I wanna acknowledge you for that. When you create that call, now your team is aware of it. They're looking for the red Honda. They want to see, or rather they have the opportunity to deliver that red Honda to you. So you're creating an essence of putting attention on the correct things inside of your practice.
0: I totally agree with you. As a leader, you have to always be teaching this stuff. My son had his yeah. football banquet. He's a, he's only 15, but one of the linebackers coaches said this, and I loved it. There's probably 200 people in the room. He said, we talk about a practice all the time. We're either teaching it or we're promoting it, which means... You as a leader have to be teaching what we're doing, how we behave. And then if something goes awry, we're just promoting it. We're letting it happen type of a thing. And um, I I think of leaders all the time. I think of parents. I think of leadership is hard. Nobody ever tells you about this stuff. But this is so important. And I wouldn't skirt over the whole core values thing. I think core values, and I've said it many times, Is without question the most important thing you'll ever do in business ever because they're what you believe about how people should behave and what standards you set for what happens on a daily basis. And if you can do that and you reinforce it, you talk about it all the time, you have a logo around your core values, you have it on the wall, you have it in medals, you have celebrations. Now you can start to see it happen. And what's really cool is when you have team members call out the core value and they recognize somebody else like you just said. And what happens? Here's the so that. You have to do this so that the crazy stuff goes away. You don't deal with, you know, um, team members that aren't on board. You know, you don't deal with consistent challenges that just put you in a spiral. You'll have setbacks. But when you have everybody bought in core values, they can respond at these low moments too, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And it it really goes back to... there was a quote I read a few years back when I was building my core values and I was running into challenges because again I I the the main message here is challenge will happen right. it's how you choose to show up inside of that that will let you continue to soar or that challenge will just break you right i i too have gotten reviews like that i've gotten the uh katrina sanders is bad news don't ever bring her back you know and it's like okay come on you know uh so we've, we've all gotten that there's a difference between am i going to hold on to that and have that one review or that one person be the the thing that breaks the, the the jenga blocks of what i've built inside of my business or am i going to use this fuel it and make this something that makes me greater better stronger etc so there's this quote that i i remember early on that i think about a lot when i run into challenge and that is don't let your reaction echo their integrity let your reaction echo your own integrity like how many times you know do you get an uh an angry belligerent patient or you know somebody who's just unreasonable and and they're frustrated and doctors, they're talking about your work. They're talking about your training. They're talking about your skills. They're talking about how beautifully you placed that composite or how well you seated that onlay or you know, hygienist. They're talking about your ability to scale and root, play, whatever it is. Ooh, that hits so personally. As a speaker, when you get a a terrible review, uh, ooh, that hurts. Because I, I built this course. I built these slides. I thought about who's sitting in the room. I thought about the heads nodding because I did a great job with this, you know, research point. I put myself on the plane. I picked out the outfit I was going to wear. I picked out the shoes. I did the whole thing. I took this so seriously. I care. And ooh, it just. Doesn't that hurt your soul a little bit when it, it just hits you like that? But don't let your reaction echo their integrity. Choose how you want to respond. And you get to do that inside of your core values. That, for me, is what actually makes it exciting. Now you get to dance with it a little bit. Now, it's like, I, as a speaker, I look forward to when something weird happens. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's have the lights just randomly shut off like right. that. That's awesome. Like, I, because now I can play with it. I, I shared with you, Kirk, that uh, you were next door um, in one of the programs I was presenting and you're loud and zigzagging all over the place. And I had lost my voice, but it was fun because every time I made a point, you know, made some sort of a critical point about something in my deck, you would do something in your room that made like a big boom and I would turn over and I'd go exactly kirk thank you anyways (laughs) you know and and it was like the audience they love they just wanted to revel in that like they knew i was comfortable nothing was going to shake me i'm good and you're all safe here because you're in my space and we're going to have a great time with this doesn't that make it far more enjoyable and exciting so how do you take that and lift that into dentistry because things happen you're going to now I, I will say when adverse events happen, when we're talking about a medical emergency, okay, a little bit different, right? That is not your time to sit and have a one hour pity party while a patient is having cardiac arrest right. within reason. But inside of your, like, wh- when do you get to dance with that and say, you know what, It's, it sounds like that patient was having a difficult time yesterday. I'm gonna give him a call and say, hey, I, I hope everything's okay. Can, can I send you a $5 Starbucks gift card? Can you, I'd love to send a coffee on me. You know, make sure because you matter, right? What are the things that you can do? Let's have fun with this, and let's say, and ask your team, doctors. You're not alone in this. I ask my team this all the time. We just had a a challenge with that uh, this week. I asked my team. So, how? What are some of your ideas about how we can show up inside of our core values with this client situation? How do we do that?
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Now
1: you get. that sizzle right you get to see the team show up roll up their sleeves and go well we could do this we could do that my my assistant emmanuel is like seriously one of the best and he and he understands my core values enough now that he's like well we could we could send them a starbucks e-gift card hey have a coffee on us you know and and we even put like cutesy little sayings like uh you know here's a coffee for the headache i caused you you know or whatever and it's and it's cute and it's fun and it's 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 playful and it shows like i I care, you're a partner alongside me. Let's do this together. That I think is what allows those core values to really shine.
0: Yeah, see, you're amazing and you're a lot better at this than I am. And I'll tell you, I I know you love to dance in the unpredictable when it happens, but not, uh, certainly, not me, because I'm a wuss. So I like things to be a little bit. But to the same vein that you're describing, I'm less freaked out because I get, I start to sweat, I get nervous. I want everybody to get along. So when somebody's not happy, I used to not deal with it really well. But now, because of what you're saying, I almost look at it as the guardrails. You know, when I bowl, I got to put up those rails so the ball doesn't mm-hmm. go in the gutter. I know we're going towards Wait, the pin. With
1: the bumpers up, I totally, Shh, I do bumper bowling don't too. Tell I can't anybody.
0: Don't tell anybody. <laughs>
1: That's but, my little secret too. Yeah,
0: just put those bumpers up and the core values keep you there. It, we're going to we're going right into this. It's not going to be yeah. good. We're going to hit these pins, but you know what? I got the I got the rails up. I feel less of a wuss. I feel more like, okay, I I actually feel like I can trust myself in ambiguity. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yes. I don't know if they're going to freak out. What happened is bad, but Let's stick to our guns. Let's do the right thing and stick to our core values. And I can trust that when we both leave this room, it might not solve everything, but we're going to be okay. Am I on the right track?
1: You are spot on. And I'm going to take that a step further. When you have the privilege of playing with something is not you know, perfect aligning, whatever that might be, when you have the privilege to do that, it is a telling aspect of your brand. And here's why after i sent this apology letter and all you know all the stuff i sent it over constant contact you know p- people got this from me at like eleven thirty nine p.m at you know what i mean before i went to bed the messages i got the next day from the people who have interacted with my brand before people who have been to my programs people who have been you know previous clients of mine whatever sent either an email back or a dm on instagram and they all said i wasn't worried i knew that you'd make it right." Uh, thank you for coming to to the table with this solution. Um, I knew you'd fix it. Not worried. So what does that say? It says that the people who have interacted with my brand in the past understand how strong my core values are, that even when there's a problem, that they can sit comfortably knowing I care so much about delivering excellence that even when I don't, You know, I'm going to, so don't even worry about it. I'm going to put it to you on a silver platter. I'm not even going to make you, you know, have to jump through all these hoops to try to fix my error. I'm going to fix it. So that's where you really start to establish uh, a true essence to what your brand is, is my brand is, I'm going to make sure that at the end of the day, I take full responsibility and accountability. I will apologize when I screw up. I do. I don't apologize if I didn't screw up dentistry. We're not good at that. We like to apologize for things when we didn't screw up. I'm sorry that your gums didn't heal from that SRP. I'm sure you're sorry, but the patients, you know, medical, all these other things are impacted in that we apologize for a lot of things that are not entirely our fault. And yet there are, you know what? I'm sorry. We scheduled you before we could confirm that your crown came in from the lab. I'm sorry. Yeah. This was absolutely a misstep on our part and your time is valuable to us yeah, and to you. So how do you know what I mean? So apologize for the things you are apologetic for and be kind and high integrity around the things that you do have control over and you can fix and repair.
0: Right. Can you speak to this? I'm going to ask you a question too, because again, I was terrible at conflict. And so early courses, early mentoring I got in conflict resolution was say this look at somebody like this, then respond like this and then say this. And now, I mean, I still think about that contextually. Now I've pretty much thrown that out the window. I'm like, "All right, just stick to our core values. Listen. And yep. you you don't have to think about what to say. You can just sit and um and do less thinking and more listening and authentic response, right?
1: Absolutely. There are two key takeaways and I'll, I'll just, this is like a little bit of a behind the scenes. Um, I'm getting married next month, which is exciting. I believe it. It's like happening. Um, and Dale and I are, we're not getting married in the, in the church. So we don't have a religious body taking us through the premarital counseling. Um, but we wanted to do our own, you know, way of doing that. So we, you know, work with a counselor who has us doing like premarital, like what are your goals for your, you know, partner and how do you do conflict resolution and all of that. And the key takeaway from that that I've started to infuse into my business is the number of times that you think about conflict and the key pieces that the person on the other side of the conflict wants, which a lot of times we're making excuses and well, the reason why I did that is because of this and all these things. When there are two key factors to what the person on the other side of the conflict actually wants. The first is to be heard. And so reflective listening is so important. We always want to talk and say the things to fix it. And I think dentistry, we are, we're we're healers, we're fixers, we just want everybody to be fixed and happy. And did you have a great time? And send us a good Google review and thank you, Ba. You know, that we want that so we want to talk our way out of the situation instead of that reflective listening making them feel hurt. and then the second is actually a critical byproduct of reflective listening and that is validating not just what that person said but how they feel and now as a consultant it's hard because like i'll you know call into customer service somewhere and you can hear them do the the scripted thing where they're like I am sorry, ma'am, that you had that inconvenience. Let's get you over to the correct. And it's like, no, wrong, wrong, wrong. (laughs) No, you're not. You're not sorry, but you know what I mean? You're just doing the scripting thing. So, you know, the other piece of this, Kirk, is, is, yes, we are taught conflict resolution. These are all the things you should do or how you do them. But when we can be more authentic and we can sit down, relax your shoulders, listen to that person, nodding, paying attention, you know, I hear you give me a few moments. I would really like the opportunity to review your chart so that I can better understand what's going on we're going to work together to make sure that there's a solution that makes us all feel whole yeah oh that just validates them thank you for bringing this to my attention i hear you i'm so sorry for the inconvenience this caused. you matter you are absolutely spot on to be concerned about this area in your mouth you are absolutely correct for being frustrated it is we did not communicate that we respect your time your schedule your healing you know whatever's going on validate that the moment you validate somebody and you say, you are correct. I hear you. Wow. This, this is not how it should have been. This is not how we do things. And I'm dedicated to making this correct for you. Oh, it just disarms them.
0: Right now. It does. Same situation, but the the patient or this person is not in alignment with you. And they're Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. correct because you're going to have that where people are just unreasonable. And as you're listening and being kind, you're like, oh, we don't value the same things. How do you respond in the midst of that tornado?
1: Yes. Well, the first thing I'll say is there's a, uh, what is it? An ounce of prevention leads to uh, whatever that is. Right. (laughs) So the first piece is you already probably knew that person was going to be unreasonable. Like the people that, they have those personalities. You see them in the morning huddle and you're like, oh great, Kirk is coming in today, you know? And it's, you, you already know the people who are primarily going to be unreasonable. Um, then there are situations where people are selectively unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, a Great example of that, I got in a, a huge fight you? a huge conflict with a gal. Yeah. At, at, a Buffalo wild wings a few years back. What? Uh, she, I was trying, I was trying to order all these wings. Was it during an
0: MMA she, fight or what? I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, I
1: like rolling up. and get my Dukes out, you know, <laughs> but I, she, she wasn't listening to me and I'm like, I just want the party platter of the wings, just the party platter. of the wings. I got six people. I just need a party platter. And she's like, well, we don't do part. And I'm like, yes, you do it. We're getting this whole thing. Well, here's the thing. That argument, I was in Stevens point, Wisconsin. I, my mom's funeral was two days before that we had gotten the call from the hospital that the clothes that my mom died in were packed up in a plastic bag and I needed to go to the hospital to pick them up. Mm. So I had just gone to the hospital to p- pick up my mother's dead clothes and opened the bag. saw they'd all been balled up. So I'm like crying in the parking lot of Buffalo Wild Wings, folding my mother's clothing to put in a nice bag so I can hand them to my father. And I was supposed to swing by and pick up lunch. And so, as you can imagine, I'm not in the correct mental space to be having a discussion about how many boneless or bone-in wings show up inside of this party platter package. Like, I was not in the correct frame of mind. So the other piece of it is that sometimes people are unreasonable because they have other challenges happening to them. So always think about, how can I approach this with kindness and empathy? Because I don't know this battle. I, I don't know what this person is experiencing. Right. However, if it is somebody where you know they are an unreasonable person and you know that because they're, oh, here we go. This person is coming. They're not, ha- okay, here we go. Why are those, if you're so misaligned and you're using so much in the way of your team's resources, your mental capacity, your joy. Dentistry is like one of the number one professions for suicide folks. Like if if all of this is so emotionally draining and you experience such compassion fatigue around your patients because of this, maybe that's a patient where you say like, listen, you matter, I wanna make this right. Um, Let's get you set up with somebody who can get this over the finish line for you. I, I don't know if that's us, but I don't want to just abandon you. So let's find a way to patch this up, make this right. And I want to find you somebody who's a bit more in alignment with what your expectations are because you deserve to have your expectations met, even if they're not by me.
0: So that's well, that's a said. reasonable thing to say. Very reasonable. I love this conversation. So um, gosh, I have so many other questions, but I know I can't keep you I all know. day. <laughs> we
1: do that, I know. <laughs> I know.
0: Give us some final thoughts on this when you're being inside of your core values, things aren't going well, and you got to choose how to respond.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually, this. these final thoughts, I want to go back to something that you and I were talking about before you hit record, and that was when you were talking about your amazing team member, Julie. Yeah, and you were sharing. Um, I hope it's okay that I share that Please. you coached her. From a local uh, coffee shop that happens to be an international chain. I won't say the name of it, but it rhymes with Marvox. I don't like
0: the word Uh, poached. I like the idea of it was a career advancement. Now, in full disclosure, she was the store manager. She was hustling. She always worked hard. And she told me she was leaving. So I didn't steal an active employee, which always makes me feel bad because she's amazing. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) But- What you said inside of this was actually just so incredible because you would go in i'm imagining you you're walking into this coffee shop you know every day every other day i don't know what your coffee routine is if it's like mine, it's like pretty darn close to like every day every other day so you're walking into this coffee shop you see this team member you see this person who's hustling no matter if Everything is going correctly and you've got Christmas music on and da 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 and everything's great. No matter if we're down to team members and so we're hustling, trying to get the, you know, cake pops for everybody and you know what all the things that you've got going on in this coffee shop, whatever, you know, taking out the garbage, doing those things that no matter what was happening, that you're observing Julie showing up inside of her core values. Right. That, you know, Julie's not well, I you know nobody at at Starbucks corporate who's going to give me a raise is going to see me taking out the trash. So I'm not going to do it. It, it was, this is just in her core values. And she chose to continue to show up inside of that to the point where you are observing this. So when she did mention to you, I'm getting ready to leave. I don't know what, you know, the future has in store for me, but I'm preparing to leave that those core values were so strong. They were so spicy, they were so robust, they were so flavorful, whatever it was that it echoed well beyond what she did day in and day out to impact somebody like you. So my lasting thoughts around this is you never know who's watching. Right. And the beauty of the core value of integrity is doing the right thing no matter who's watching. So integrity means that you're going to you're going to do the right thing whether your boss sees you or not whether the person who can who signs your paycheck sees it or not whether it means you'll get a raise or not doing the right thing that integrity model is such a valuable piece it is you know i i do a lot in like the eo space talking to entrepreneurs and day in and day out, the number one thing that entrepreneurs, that business owners, business leaders talk about time and again, that they want to talk about time and again, that they cannot understand, they can't wrap their head around is, how do I help my personnel? Mm -hmm. How do I create a team? How do I create somebody who echoes those core values? So integrity, that can't be taught. So you can take somebody who has those core values and you can teach them, anything inside of that because you know you can trust them and they will show up. Yeah. So never forget that when we're looking for that in a team member, patients are looking for that in their providers. They want to see that integrity show up. They want to know that you are constantly doing the right thing. So what is your opportunity to continue to show that whether patients are watching or not?
0: So well said. You know, the, the thing nobody teaches you is what Katrina just shared. And then- Leaders do eat last, but they go first, you know, so when it that's comes right. to behavior, when it comes to where we're going, how we behave, what we do, and they'll see you at your worst moments. You know, if you're a yeah. dentist listening to this, your team members, they see you at your worst moments. And I tell my kids this all the time, like, that's the mark of who you are. It's not when you're at your best. It's when you're at your worst. We get to see yeah. who people really are. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just got to be within your values. So... Great stuff, Katrina. Now, I want people to know who you are. I do have, like, I do want to ask you, okay? So I know you're going to be here, and I just want you Mm -hmm. guys to know it's what we talked about before. Katrina does a regular course for us for our hygiene, and it's called Pockets, Paradigms, and Protocols A Revolutionary Approach to Precision Periodontics. What does that mean?
1: Oh my gosh. It is. This is like my brainchild in a program. It is, I get asked a lot, Katrina, how, you know, I, I look at my periodontal patients and I'm looking at the full scope of the patient. It's like I see them and I see like vitamin deficiency and genetics and stressors and all of these things. And when I deliver care to a patient like that versus a patient who does not have those modalities, I'm creating a patient-centric care plan inside of that. So I've been asked time and again, Katrina, how can I get my hygienist to think broad stroke about all of our patients and then get very prescriptive and precise about how to target specific patient needs so that we have a full, robust framework for approaching the patient's unique levels of disease how do we communicate that because of the infection in your mouth because your immune system is not fighting because you know your medical history how can we take that and lift that so that we're giving these really yummy juicy robust care plans to patients that absolutely make sense how do you actively and reflectively listen to these patients who say my mom lost all of her teeth by the time she was 40 So I'm gonna be indentures now because I'm 42. How do you take that and change that and transform that conversation, motivating, inspiring, and precisely treating patients? So that's what this program is. It is my brainchild into a full day workshop designed to help the entire clinical team to look at specific patients inside of this new progressive and futuristic model we're looking at because I'll tell you, patients don't want to be treated against an average standard. They want to feel as though you looked at their medical history, that you looked at their medications list, that you looked at their dental history, that you looked at their risk profile and that the care plan that you're presenting to them is specifically designed for them. I love it. That's how you move patients to excellence, to health and to say yes. So. This is a full blown workshop, a full day approach to looking at how can we help build these These scaffoldings, these paradigms, these protocols inside of our clinical practices. And so I'm super excited to return to my hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, hanging out with the amazing ACT team uh, to unpack that program, uh, which we will be doing on March the 9th in 2024. I will say we sold out last, uh, this, not last year, this year, 2023. I'm already in 2024. We sold out. We had um, uh, peeps on a waiting list. So uh, anybody who's interested in being a part of this conversation, uh, check it out. Um, we do anticipate to sell out this program, but we're really looking forward to creating this really unique and precise elevated conversation.
0: Yeah. We always follow the rules here, but we came close to breaking the fire code because there were so Uh-oh. many people here. Um, but it was great. <laughs> now I do want to just ask this question. Do you have a few more minutes so I can just, just ask. Of course. Yeah. So yes. I'm a dentist. Listen to this. I've never seen you speak before. I have three hygienists. What, are, like, what are they really going to learn Katrina? And do I have to go or can I just send them to be oh, mesmerized yeah. and transformed by you? Cause I do get these questions. So can you answer mm-hmm. those two questions?
1: Yeah. So what the hygiene team will start to learn is how can we start building out the correct protocols based on unique patient models? And that's where we're going to get very case-based and we're going to look at that full scope together. Now the question always comes up, do I have to go? Can't I Can't I just send my hygiene team? Well, what are you teaching your hygiene team about how serious you take us building this protocol? And to my working knowledge with the exception of the state of Colorado doctors responsible for diagnosing these cases so if the doctor is not present we tend to run into challenges where it makes it nearly impossible for the hygiene team to be able to take what they learned and full scope implement it into their clinical practice. Isn't that why you want to send your team is because you want them to take a look at, Hey, we're not doing that right now. And we should be. Um, so when a doctor, Attends with their hygiene department, it communicates to the hygienist that you matter, the work you do matters, and I'm alongside you in this. I'm your partner alongside you in this. And two, and perhaps the best part is when we workshop and we say, all right, now we're going to meet at, you know, inside of your practices and let's talk about how we're going to approach care for these patients, that now you're a part of that conversation, um, which I think allows the hygienists to really see that they have a partner with their doctors. Yeah, uh, This is how you calibrate as a team. This is how you lift inside of the existing core values of your practice to make sure that whatever the protocols are that you're going to build out within this workshop are going to make sense for your clientele.
0: I love it. Completely agree. And you know what my favorite moment is of any Katrina Sanders workshop? Have I told you this?
1: What? No, no. I'm excited. My
0: my favorite moment is when you're going off the rails and making everybody laugh. And then the hygienist leans over and whispers to the doctor and they go like this. Like there's a mini calibration. Like, is that, is that what you were thinking? Like, are we going to do that? And then you can see the dentist. There's so many mini alignments that happen where we're getting like, this is what you've been talking about. Like, right. So, so is this,
1: So you can see
0: these moments. They're like, wow. Um, And they're important Mm -hmm. because it's exactly what you said. And, we, you know, this isn't for this podcast, but alignment is a huge piece of team health. You know, everybody's got to be aligned. I've heard you talk, but being aligned is a different thing, you know? So please show up with your hygienist, get aligned, have some fun, learn a lot, get calibrated. It'll be worth your trip. I promise you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You bet.
0: Katrina, you're the best. I know you got to run, but can you do me a favor, stick around until we say goodbye to everybody else? Is that all right? You got it. All right. Yeah, so, absolutely. So thank you guys for listening to the best practices show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, which I know you did do us, do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends, keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. And this is how it works. I know you're not taking notes. We're taking notes for you. So if you flip up to the notes in Google, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever, you're going to see a link to Katrina's courses. You're uh, also going to see a link to her social media. Follow her. Check her courses out. I promise you it's going to improve your practice and improve your life. So make sure you do that. And until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day so there you have it another great episode hope you guys enjoyed it hey and thank you for showing up i just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends and if you're really enjoying the podcast could you do me a favor could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review here's what that does it allows us to find other great people like you i love this profession so much I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.